Hey everybody, this is the BSN Avalanche Podcast presented by Total Beverage. Before we jump into the show, I want to tell you guys about this really awesome deal for BSN listeners. If you didn't know by now, Total Beverage is delivering beer, wine, and liquor to anywhere in the North Metro area from Wheat Ridge down to Erie. For a limited time, Total Beverage is offering $10 off your $50 or more purchase on their website and on their app. Use the promo code BSN10 to save $10 off your $50 or more purchase for all of your parties and events and have it delivered straight to your door. Now let's jump into the show. This is the BSN Avalanche Podcast, powered by the BSN Denver Podcast Network. Going to work, crisscrossing with Jost. Right in, turned out by Jari. That was a one-on-two. And Jost. The best avalanche coverage in Denver. Welcome in BSN Avalanche Podcast. <clears throat> Excuse me. Off to a great start. Presented by Total Beverage. I'm your host, Jesse Montano, joined by AJ Hayfley. Uh, super nice weather today, AJ. Going to be an absolutely <clears throat> horrible blizzard tomorrow by all accounts. So yay for living in Colorado, I guess. Yeah, I mean, this is how Colorado goes, man. The I think the wettest Colorado months are always March and April of every year. So, I mean, this is just this is just life in Denver, yo. I know it's horrible. I, Every, I mean, everything's horrible. It AJ. gets it gets a little like I don't mind if it's like, oh, hey, you want to drop a dope thunderstorm on us? But why does it have to be like, oh, hey, it's gonna rain in the morning and P.S. Blizzard warning in the afternoon? Like, what That's is what that? I- that's what I'm saying. Where else does this happen? It's like, April. It's spring uh, break. Why? Really, why am I getting really a spring break? Yeah, like all, I like guess, all. Yeah. yeah, this time of year it's it's spring break season, and and we're under blizzard watch. Terrible, terrible. Um. Well, AJ, we are we are we are coming to Avs Nation tonight. Uh, in a, in a relatively somber and sour mood. Uh, the NHL draft lottery was held earlier this evening. The Avs, for the second time in the last three years, went into the evening uh, with the best odds to come out with the number one overall pick. And for the second time, walked out with the fourth pick of the evening or fourth pick of the draft, uh, falling three spots uh, while being leapfrogged by a division rival an Eastern conference team and the New Jersey devils uh, who will sit in at one and uh, man, AJ, even though it's just an extra pick that we should just be happy to have this just kind of feels like a punch in the gut. Yeah. I mean, look, there's a, a couple, a couple of angles to this. Number one, this sucks. Like let's, let's not, let's not pretend like, Oh, Life is all grand and everything is rainbows and it's all of the, the flowers. Yeah, this house sucks. money. Like, You're going to the playoffs. Who cares? Yeah, like 
Do you know what? Tomorrow morning, that's what I'll be focused on, and it'll be dope because I'll be at practice, and those guys won't those guys won't care at all about that pick. Mm-hmm. They'll be like, "Cool, we'll get somebody good. I'll leave that to the dudes in the front office. I got games to go win." And so, you know, that'll that'll help refocus me. But as of tonight, like when that when that Chicago card flipped over and it was Minnesota, I was sick to my stomach immediately. Mm-hmm. And it was just like, why? Is this happening again? And and then it, the wait was on. And it was brutal. It was excruciating waiting through all that. Just to get to the last, the what, the, the second to last one and have them be like, bloop. Colorado yeah. screwed. And it was like, all right, that's all right. Dude, bad feels, it- man. It was bad feels. And this, the, the fact that it was identical to 2017, New Jersey gets one. Some random Eastern team is is uh, two, and a Central Division team jumps up and passes the Avs, and Colorado's going to not only have to deal with uh, a top five guy that they otherwise wouldn't have had to, but we'll have to know that they didn't get to pick that guy. Mm-hmm. That they they had the thirty first, uh, you know, they had the 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 top pick, and they watched three teams jump ahead of them. And on the other side, this is exactly why we spent all season rooting for Ottawa to finish dead last. Because now you look, the Detroit Red Wings are awful, and they need all the high picks that they can get. For the second year in a row, they're drafting sixth. And it's not like sixth is like, oh my god, sixth, you know, whatever will they do. Right. But there's only so much talent in every draft, and trying to build around a bunch of sixth picks it's a lot harder to do than top three picks. Mm-hmm. And that's why it was so important that we spend all year watching, watching Ottawa lose games and securing 31st was so that it got no worse than fourth. That's what ended up happening. Personally, it's what I was expecting. I was obviously hoping for better, but when the stats are, you know, you only have to one runs one simulation. You can run them all day long and be like, Oh, this is this, this and this and that doesn't matter. Happened one time. There's a 50% chance it was going to turn out this way. It did. And that's just life. So now we got to move on. So, but hold on. I want to ask you because a couple of years ago when it happened, <clears throat> it was easy to sit there and go, oh, abs fans are just sour grapes that they didn't get the first pick. That's how you got to do it. Blah, 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 blah. But you got to be a little frustrated. Now, two times because they give such slim odds to the team that finishes 31st. You have to be a little frustrated by the system. And what sucks is that they'll get it fixed just in time for the abs to start climbing the league standings for them for, for it not to matter for them for several years. You hope, but uh, I don't think they, I don't think they want this fixed. I think this is the only thing that I think that I can see them tweaking is that teams outside the top 10 stop jumping in and getting involved. Well, see that's, but, but, but I mean, <clears throat> if, if you do that, then you're going to have to give odds back to whoever finishes 31st. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And again, the abs, since the abs are in the unique position of they're already a team that has looks like taken that next step back to back playoff years. But you know, teams that are at the bottom of the league, when the abs did have the 48 point year. And again, you look back on that. It looks like things are going to turn out. Okay. From that draft, but you should say this team just had 48 points and we're giving them an 18% chance to win this pick. It's it's just like, 
man, Edmonton really screwed everybody and they still suck. And now they're hanging around the and they're hanging around the territory of where you're worried that they're going to jump up because they're in that sweet spot where it seems like teams are jumping up every year now. Yeah, um, I might be wrong, but I think I think this is the third year in a row that a team uh, that was scheduled to pick twelfth jumped into the top three. Uh, when did they When did they change the format? Uh, the year the ads had the forty eight point year because it was due to expansion. So they had to they had to create all the odds came down in order to create good odds for Vegas. And I mean Vegas ended up screwed with everybody else that year because they got the sixth pick. An expansion team got the sixth pick. But you know, and and you know what's crazy is you know we we've said in the last you know couple of weeks oh you look at the history of this pick and. And it's not likely that the top team holds on to it. So expect the ads to fall. Under this format, the only team that has that has been in 31st and hasn't picked first has been the abs. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, Toronto, uh, Toronto got Matthews and Buffalo got Darlene. So so I guess when we say that it's it's really 50-50 and, and leading up to this point, odds were you were gonna hold on to it under this format and, and, and the only team it's happened twice to the same team that has fallen not only out of that spot, but out of the top three completely. I think it should be, if you want to do it with that poor of odds, 31st should only be able to fall back to third. I think that's just dropping all the way back to fourth. And like you were saying, you know, picking it fourth, you're still going to get a good player and, and yeah. it's still going to be exciting and all that, but God, this is frustrating, dude. This is just, yeah, it's just well, so I mean, frustrating to see it happen twice, twice. Well, it's, it's frustrating for others. T- I mean, look at the Vancouver Canucks, you know, that was a right. team that was scheduled to, to draft like eight and now they're at 10. Right. That's not a, that's not a very good team and they're drafting 10th overall. You know, That's, Buffalo couldn't win a game in the second half of the season, and they have the seventh pick. And and like this is this is almost cruelty just because Edmonton couldn't get it together. Right. That's what I'm saying. The Edmonton Oilers are 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 one of the the biggest jokes of of a franchise in sports history. They they lucked into two of the greatest athletes of all time, and they can't get one of them right. And 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 yeah, like you said, you know, because of that. Now teams like the Avs and the Canucks and and you know fill in the blank in in you know these two years are are paying for it and and teams like the Chicago Blackhawks and we all should have known the Chicago Blackhawks would somehow some way get bailed out of this absolute disaster they're in because they they paid players way too much. They, of course, get bailed out like we all knew they would. I was shocked that they didn't come up first, to be honest. To, to be honest with you, Arizona's done a better job of bailing out Chicago than, than the league has. <laughs> That's but true. But the league certainly has helped now, too. Yeah. Yeah. And, Inadvertently, but helped. Right, right. Um, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not of the opinion that this is rigged and everybody's out to get the abs. Like, no, I'm, I'm not. not. I'm not pushing any of that kind of stuff. It's just that. Boy, you know, when when you have lottery chaos 
and New Jersey, New York, and Chicago are the are the places that benefit from it. Like this is like this is like uh, the first NBA draft lottery ever, where Patrick Ewing was the prize at, at the pick, and uh, the Knicks won it. The New York Knicks won it, and everybody kind of rolled their eyes and was like, "Wow, what a shock!" <sighs> the NBA wants the Knicks to be good, right? And you know, you see, oh hey, you know, NB- NBC can't even go a tweet about the playoffs, which Chicago missed without without pimping the Chicago Blackhawks somehow. Right. Um, and and now, like, and, and I mean, it just, this just seems like, like, the league has to be giddy about these results. Right. Perfect. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's, it's just kind of, I don't know, man. I'm, I'm just, it just feels like, of course it happened like this. Right. You know, like when Dallas jumped in front of the abs, it wasn't like, it it wasn't like, oh, of course this market, you know, they've gotta they've gotta cater to this market. Mm-hmm. But like when you watch when you watch the Devils do it for the second time because you know, what a what a great story they were. They you know, their guy won the MVP because they barely snuck into the postseason. Mm-hmm. And then the next year they're awful. They were the worst team the Avs played this year, in my opinion. They were horrible. Well and 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 that's the and now other... and now like Jersey, you've got to make Jersey relevant, right? Got to make the Rangers relevant. Oh well, the Rangers, you know, and the Blackhawks. Oh well, this is like the best result for the NHL was this. Well, and 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 you what, what's so frustrating, man? And we'll get into this in the next segment. But you look at you know the so the 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 New Jersey Devils got this bump a couple of years ago. Oh, this is this is. Franchise changing for us, moving up to first, blah, blah, blah. They come out, yeah, they have a good year. Taylor Hall, you know, so so they do that at the lottery. Will Butcher decides to go to New Jersey. Taylor Hall edges out Nathan McKinnon for the heart. They miss the playoffs this year, but their consolation is once again jumping three spots ahead of the Avs. And 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 they're and again, just like the Oilers, and guess what? They suck. So you sit there and you're like, can this team that's not that's just sitting here spinning its tires, not doing anything, can they get out of our way, please? Because every around every corner where it's like, oh, here's a nice little extra thing for us. That's great. New Jersey just comes around and takes it first. And it's like, gosh, it's just so annoying that, yeah, the league is just like bailing these teams out. And the Avs have been trying to rebuild it. And, and obviously the Avs have made some wrong turns along, uh, turns along the way. And they have been they one of these plenty of their own mistakes. Right, right, right. No doubt. But you sit there and it's just like, holy smokes, they're not getting any help. And the devils just keep getting crack at it after crack at it. And and uh the minute the Chicago Blackhawks slow down, they're gonna get bailed out by a high end pick. And uh it's just disappointing, man. It I mean it's I will say the upside of this is uh, Hughes and Kakao. They're not going to Colorado, but those guys aren't headed out west either. Yeah, yeah, they're going. You know, they the the Matthews Darlene picks. Those guys are all out east. You know, it sucked when McDavid ended up in in Edmonton because it was like, great, you're gonna have to go through that guy. Mm-hmm. Well, so far it hasn't been an issue, <laughs> but you know, those guys are gonna those guys are gonna get out east, and you know, me, the only time you would have to go through them to get to a cup. Is in the finals, and you don't have to so go through one of them. 
that's right and that's so that's a consolation prize another is that like let's be honest new jersey's not anywhere close right like you look at that nhl team and they have you know uh, taylor hall's their best player by several margins of error there Mm -hmm. and he's a pending ufa next summer and he's already made overtures that he may not want to resign there um, so they may have an issue there. And then after that, it's Nico Hischer, and now it's going to be Jack Hughes. Uh, and then after that, like you could, you could play witness protection program with the rest of their forwards. <laughs> um, you know, you know, the game where is this guy an NHL player? Or is he in the witness protection program? <laughs> um, that's the rest of their forward core. And they've got like, like three legit defensemen. One of which is Andy green. Who's like 37 right now. Right. So, you know, I mean, that's the, they need, they have, they need the help. Um, it sucks that it was Jersey again, you know, it's Jersey. Uh, I believe Jersey also won the lottery when they moved up and uh, got the Adam Larson pick. It was just that the lottery was different back then. Mm. Um, it was that it, it was, it was that it was lottery just for first. Well, that lottery uh, was that they won was you could only move up five spots if you won the lotto. Oh. Um, and so they jumped all the way up to four from nine and they, and they ended up with Adam Larson, um, which is kind of funny. Cause he obviously was traded for Taylor Hall, who is like the lottery King. <laughs> so um, kind of, kind of like, it's weird that we're all talking about like, Oh, Edmonton wins it. Like this is the third time that New Jersey has won the lottery as well. They've got he Hughes and they won the Larson one. Uh, as well, it was just a different format back then. Right. So you know now now you've okay great you guys changed the system so Edmonton wouldn't win it all the time. Now you've changed it and and now New Jersey keeps winning it. Right. And they're not getting any better, uh, dude. It was just I'm just looking at the board here, and yeah, like you said, when that card flipped, and it was Minnesota instead of Chicago. I looked at the board and I said, there's still too many teams. There's no way we're going to get through all of these teams without two more cards being flipped. You really, like, we needed to get through, like, we needed to get to, like, the eighth one for me to start to feel like, okay, there's a chance. I I was going to say, yeah, seven or eight. Had it it stayed in line seven or eight, I would have started feeling, all right, odds are there's no way three of these teams between – seven and four moved up, you know, the, right. just statistically speaking, that's improbable. As soon as, as yeah. soon as it flipped that early, I, I got a horrible feeling in my stomach. Yep. Yeah. I immediately, I was like, we're, we're in for something bad here. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then of course, you know, they got to the Jersey one and they flipped it over and it was the King's card and it was like, that's three that's done. Mm-hmm. We don't even get the drama of who's three. Like we didn't even get that extra drama. Right, right. <sighs> well, can I, can I, can I, can I give an adult language warning real quick? Because I would like to use some real, real quick, real quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can I, can I just say, God damn it. Mm-hmm. <sighs> yeah, it's it it sucks, man. It it, it really does. There's. There's every reason to be optimistic about where the Avs are going between McCarr. You're back in the playoffs. You've got money to spend going into free agency. You know, you've got prospects coming. You've got two first-round picks. One of them is fourth overall. But 
son of a bitch, man. It it just yeah. sucks. And we're gonna go to our first break here. But but again, we're 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 just a little down because it just seems like yeah. even when the abs get you know their, their breaks with with you know you drop to fourth and it's Kale McCarr and it looks like you, you might have struck gold there, but nothing seems to fall into the abs lap. And it seems like everything you gotta just work a little bit harder for. We're going to talk a little bit about that on the other side. BS and Avalanche podcast presented by Total Beverage. We will be right back. Piper Electric has been a part of the Denver community for over 35 years. Their reputation of being fairly priced, trustworthy, and dependable has allowed them to become one of the best Denver electrical contractor companies in the market. We believe Piper is the best because of their professionalism, because of their capability, because of their integrity, and because of the relationship we have built over the last year and a half with several of their key managers. That was Jim. He's been a customer of Piper Electric for over a year now and loves it so much that he recommends his own clients to them. Sometimes customers will ask us if we know of somebody who can be their regular electrician where they could call for anything from a small job to something much larger, maybe a remodel. And so we certainly have preferred people to Piper and Piper to them. From residential, commercial, and industrial, Piper Electric can handle all of your electrical needs. They've done actually everything from repairing a small wiring situation with a circuit breaker panel to adding additional circuits, adding parking lighting. So really, they have become a one-stop shop for all of our needs. If you call today and use the promo code BSN, you will get $25 off your next service call. That's 303-646-6765 or go to piperelectric.com. Segment number two here, BSN Avalanche Podcast, presented by Total Beverage. Want to tell you about one of our newest sponsors, the Green Solution. Green Solution has 17 Colorado locations and an express checkout to get you in and out as fast as possible. Get on your phone right now. Go to their website, mygreensolution.com. Order your flour, concentrates, edibles, and topicals online and head to the closest Green Solution for pickup. Use promo code BSN20 for 20% off your entire purchase. Jesse Montano, AJ Hayfley here. NHL draft lottery was earlier tonight. Avs had the best odds heading into the night, 18.5, that the lucky combination to pick number one would come up as theirs. But three other teams leapfrog the Avs, and the Avs fall all the way back to fourth. And even though there is so much that is going well for the Avs and so much to be optimistic about, AJ, this just seems like a reoccurring nightmare in a long strand of just, uh, again, I'll just be honest, bad luck. Um, Everything kind of comes the hard way. And and we don't want to sound, oh, poor us. Yeah, let's, like, can we make that point clear? Like, we're right. disappointed, okay? Like, we're disappointed. One, we're allowed to be disappointed, so don't come at me sideways with none of that business. Mm-hmm. But this, like, we're talking about the Avs are a team that has now made the playoffs back-to-back years. They're on the rise. They've got superstars under the age of 25. Um, they have a top-five prospect in hockey who's going to graduate to their NHL team and be replaced by a top-five prospect. Right. That they're about to draft again. 
they will have in their system, not even on their NHL team at the start of next year, as a conservative estimate, they will have a Shane Bowers, a Martin Kaut, whoever they pick fourth and, and whoever they pick 16th this year, four first round picks in their prospect pool at the same time. Coming mm-hmm. from an organization that used to make a selection and drop him in the NHL. That guy, those guys would be in the system for 10 minutes and they would graduate. The abs are going to have at least likely to have at least four first round picks, not on the NHL roster, but in the system while also having a playoff caliber NHL roster. So right. like, we're not sitting here like, our life is so hard. We're disappointed because Jack Hughes and Capo Cacao could have been franchise changing for these guys, you know, Good luck to Jack Hughes changing the Devils. That's a tall order. That's going to require him to be a legitimate superstar. If well, he doesn't that's... ever reach that level, he w- it would have been okay for him to not reach that level here in Colorado because there's already one in place, arguably two, with potentially a third already on the way. Well, and and, and you look at <clears throat> when was the last time something hap- something like this happened where a team – <clears throat> that was legitimately on the rise. Uh, you know, a, 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 a playoff team got the chance to pick this high. Boston Bruins, uh, you know, they 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 ended up with Tyler Sagan after the Phil Kessel trade. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying Tyler Sagan is one of the Boston why the Boston Bruins won a Stanley Cup, but you can drop a kid like that into if if you can drop a kid like that into a team that's that's winning and you can add to a culture that's already there. It's such a rare opportunity and such a huge boost to be able to add a player like that out of the draft to a team that's at this state that it's such a rare thing that, man, it would have just been so great if the abs could be one of the few teams I'd be able to do it and, and, and just get one of those things where, like I said before the break, just, just make it a little bit easy. It seems like everything that the Avs have had to go through over the last 10, a little more than 10 years, it's just all been the hard way. Some of that's been self-inflicted. Some of it has been extremely bad luck. Before we started the show, you know, AJ, I made the mention to you, this year will be the first time the Avs are heading into the playoffs healthy with, with all of their top six, all of their top four, their starting goalie, for the first time since Joe Sackick was on the team. It's, yeah. it, it, you know, in, in, um, what was it in 20, uh, well in 2013, Matt Duchesne, no Matt Duchesne last year, no Eric Johnson, no Varley, no Sam Gerrard. Mm-hmm. And, and, uh, you know, you I just mean, 2009, 2010, they were healthy. They just didn't belong there. Right. Right. <laughs> but I mean, th- <laughs> I mean, that, that, that group was really kind of different than, you know, this, you didn't have Nathan McKinnon, Eric Johnson, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, but, you know, so, so you know, you, you, you've had to fight that uphill battle. Again, in the McCarr thing, it looks like you're going to end up with a good player. But after that long year, again, just kind of a punch in the gut. Patrick Waugh leaves right before training camp. It just ever since Joe Sackick stuck his hand in a snowblower, it just seems like, Dude, man, no task. God. Why would is you gonna even bring that up. Oh, I'm just saying because again, you think back. That was another thing where it's like Joe Sackey, Yeah, he's gonna come back, and you know he's gonna be able to finish out the year. Nope, F- insane freak accident, and he has to retire. 
Yeah, well, because remember, he had a 100-point season when he was like 38. I know. That's what I'm saying. And ever since then, it just seems like that's what it is, where it's like, yeah, you still got something good out of it. And and it's, you know, he was going to retire at the end of the year anyway, so he missed the last handful of games, whatever. Yeah. But it's 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 all just been that kind of stuff where it's like, well, it's not that bad. Like, do we ever just get one where it's like, all right, nice. That one went our way. What's next? You know what I mean? We we jumped up in the Nathan McKinnon draft under the old format, and and that's one. That's definitely check. There's a win. And and hey, like let's let's be honest about that pick. Had that had Nathan McKinnon landed in Florida, the Avs would have landed Alexander Barkov and still gotten a superstar. Right. So like uh, let's let's not <laughs> act like the universe did them a huge solid on that one. Colorado. <laughs> was bad enough in the 48-point season to have done the solid themselves. Mm -hmm. And it just seems like, man, every time there can be uh, a punch in the gut, it seems like there almost always is. And I think that's why tonight's so frustrating because this this was it. You know, this was had the feeling of, hey, look, the Avs are back in the playoffs, back-to-back years. Mm -hmm. Kale McCarr just absolutely ate the NCAA's lunch money in his sophomore year. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Shane Bowers just went into the uh, AHL. Nathan McKinnon has become a bona fide superstar. Mm-hmm. Miko Rantanen, superstar. Gabe Landeskog, huge step forward. Sam Girard, you know, all this stuff. And here was our chance where it's like, this is it. This is where all the crap we've had to sit through for the last 10 plus years, you know, every bit of suffering, the 48-point year, Everyone who was there every day, even through all that, this is where it all finally you you get a little bit, you get a little bit back, a little bit of your sanity back, and the you know the hockey gods repay you a little bit for for sticking through it all. And it's like, nope, here's one last gut punch before you ride off into uh, you know elite team status and and enjoy a bunch of success. Here's one last just punch right in the gut uh, and you have to watch a division rival and the New Jersey Devils again jump ahead of you and get bailed out by these picks and we're going to make you do it the hard way just one last time instead of being able to add that top prospect on a total rarity and and drop him straight into your lineup behind Nathan McKinnon you're going to have to develop one more guy and wait just a few more years for him just sucks and that's I think that's probably the hardest part of this for me is that uh, had it been Hughes, had it been Kakao, you're talking about like the convergence, right? Like uh-huh. it's the perfect storm f- for the avalanche. Like they, they turn into all of it, all, all at once, right? Like, all uh-huh. these factors come in and they all meet up at the same time, like McKinnon and Rantanen are, you know, they're bona fide superstars. Now they're not just trying to figure it out. You know, Kale McCarr shows up seeing in Sam Gerrard's third year where he should take a serious leap. You know, Kale McCarr shows up and then one of those two kids shows up and everything is all perfect and well and great. But uh, it did to happen. And now uh, we're probably looking at two more years for whoever this draft pick is. Mm Hmm. And that's not a bad thing. And all of that said, really what that means is, hey, look, we, you know, the abs, the abs are in a position of they don't need this pick. Yeah, you always need the pick. But 
the reason that playoff teams don't get to be put in the lottery is, hey, you're in a pretty good spot. You've probably got your prospects coming. That's very true of the abs. Is this the worst thing in the world? No. But it went from you could add someone special, special that can jump straight into your lineup to, yeah. yep, no, this, this is a blue chip prospect. <coughs> Excuse me. Who you hope can be very good, which which is great. That's a great thing to have in your system, but it's not special. And that's what sucks, is that you missed out on special even when you had the best chance. And you're going to end up with something good. You're going to end up with something very good. And we'll talk about exactly what that is next segment, or not exactly what that is, what exactly it could be uh, next segment. But um, yeah, it's just when the stakes were this high, and that was the other thing in the last draft. It's like, yeah, you dropped a four, and that just sucks after the year you had. But there is no real consensus, number one, and really one through four it's just going to kind of be you pick whoever's left because it's all kind of a blur yeah you know that day we were kind of unsure who was going to be going where yeah just go back and Um, listen to those shows what we were just our reaction to getting uh the the fourth pick was yeah that's about right mm -hmm. like there'd been so much losing that year that it was like yeah okay just one more loss got it that Mm -hmm. makes sense and you were like oh missed out on nolan patrick missed out on uh Ultimately, what ended up being Nico Hischer and, and Miro Haskinen, like, yeah, that sucks. Like, yeah, but, but come draft day, everybody felt really good about Cal McCarr, and it was like, all right, like we can move on from that. It's gonna right. hurt a lot more watching Hughes and Kakao uh, have their careers play out out east when this was. I I said that this this immediately becomes the greatest what if in Avalanche history, right? Because there will always be an alternate universe where this went better tonight, and they got one of those two guys. And those guys, they turned the the Avalanche turned into the next version of Pittsburgh, and they they had a, a decade run uh, of of second round playoff appearances and later in multiple Stanley Cups. And you know maybe that still happens, but it will be it, it got harder today. Right is is how I think I'll say that it got harder and, today. And and see that's exactly it. It's just, it's, it's always got to be. A little bit harder way, and, and and you know what, and that's fine, and and we still believe that that there's enough pieces there with the abs that they can still be, um, you know, they that, that this is a group that can win Stanley Cups in the next handful of years. But like you said, you were a pick away from not hoping all of that to wow. I feel pretty good that in the next decade the abs will have multiple Stanley Cups, right? With like you know. Hughes and Hughes and Kakao put you in the driver's seat for deep playoff runs uh, as as like the team in the Western Conference to topple several of these other teams. And we're saying that in the sense of they do that if you add them to an already solid group, not a floundering New Jersey Devils. Right, and we're I mean we're talking about adding those guys to this roster. Drop drop Kale McCarr and drop one of those two guys into this roster. Are they an eight seed next year? Maybe. We'll see. You know, I mean, well, who knows? But you feel pretty good that that's not the case, that they're going to take a leap forward. And that's certainly two years from now, when those guys have started to get into their primes, that's definitely not the case, and that you're a deep, deep playoff entrant at that point. Yeah. And I think that's why I think that's why this one hurts just a little bit more is yeah. because 
that talent at the top is is so elite and could have been so transformational for you day one that it's like, man, we just have to watch that slip away again. Um, who knows? Maybe it'll uh, maybe it'll fire the the team up a bit. Maybe it'll uh, be a little bit of a um, we're not going to take this mentality. Let's go out and run all over the flames. Who knows? Um, Who really knows? Yeah, I mean, they should have that mentality anyway. But ah, <laughs> uh, AJ, this sucks. Yeah, dude. I feel like I feel like this is like a this is gonna turn into like a forty minute like bro hug. Like it's gonna be mm-hmm. okay. We're gonna get through this. I texted you right after it happened. I said Pod's gonna have to wait for a few hours. I'm too angry to talk about it. Yeah, I was. Had they gotten? Uh, had it had it been Hughes especially, but had it been one of the top two picks, I was getting blackout drunk tonight in celebration. Yeah. Like it was, it was happening. It was, it was on its way to. This was going to be the least professional podcast episode of all time. It was mm-hmm. just going to be me screaming for forty minutes as I just you would try and say something, and I would just scream whichever player's name they were going to get, and I was going to be really excited about it, and it was going to be ridiculous. And now it's this instead. I completely forgot about that, that Taylor Hall has won, including his own. He's been a part of like seven lottery wins. Yeah. And was traded for a guy who was part of a lottery win. I completely forgot that. Yep. So um, sign that guy. Yeah, dude. No kidding. I uh, I wish they would show the uh, – do they do that after where they show the actual results? Like is there a video that they put out after the fact where you can go watch them? Uh, somebody it? somebody put it on Twitter, the actual um, thing, uh, the actual lottery combination. Um, New Jersey, the actual lotto combination. New Jersey had uh, four of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, somebody else had three of them, and the Avs were one of the teams, one of two teams, three teams that had one of them with that so combination. The, the, the so the first three uh, lottery balls came out were twelve four two. Uh, the Devils had four balls remaining that matched that combo. Flyers had three. Flyers. The Canucks, the Rangers, the Avs, and the Kings each had one. And the last ball that came out was 10, and it went to the doubles. So, I mean, the abs came down to it. They were close. Well, it was like uh, the Austin Matthews one. Remember that that lotto? They were one ball away. Mm-hmm. And didn't the abs have the highest odds? It, it was it was kind of like the reverse where it came out, whatever, and the abs had multiple balls for Austin Matthews. That I don't remember. I just know that the I'm, abs were like a ball away from the Austin Matthews one. I, I'm, I'm pretty sure – the Avs had the best odds with one which, ball to go. Which would have been, uh, I mean, Austin Matthews and Nathan McKinnon would be good. Load and load. Mm-hmm. That would have been a huge jump for the Avs, too. Um, Yeah, that was the Jost year? I think so, yeah. So, yeah, yeah, that was the Jost year. So they would have already had Ranton in, too. So that would have been stupid. Yeah. <laughs> Ah, that sucks, man. All right, well, let's go ahead and take a break. Uh, I'm going to sit here continuing to seethe while you can tell all these nice people about 
a couple names that I'm going to be angry at for the next 48 hours, and we can really start diving into as far as who they are at players. But for the next two days, I'm going to be angry that we uh, have to talk about them, and this isn't going to be easy. Yeah. BSN Avalanche Podcast presented by Total Beverage. And you already know what time it is. It's time to talk about that game-changing coffee. Strava Craft Coffee is the CBD-enriched coffee that has really changed lives. And their reviews are incredible, so make sure you check them out. This CBD-infused coffee has taken away long-term migraines, back pain, arthritis, IBS. It has even health, helped decrease anxiety. CBD is all natural and non-psychoactive. The coffee is rich and tasty, and we could not recommend it more to our listeners Check it out for yourself today and receive 20% off when you use the promo code BSN2019 at checkout and get it shipped straight to your door. BSN Avalanche Podcast presented by Total Beverage. We will be right back. Frosted Leaf is Denver's most innovative dispensary. What I like about Frosted Leaf would probably be their knowledgeable bud tenders, their online kiosk, their online ordering, and then just pick up at the store. And then they're always getting new genetics as well, so that's always cool. Like Edgar mentioned, Frosted Leaf gives you no lines, no weight, and a self-paced direct shopping experience that allows a fast yet comfortable transaction without the awkwardness of a waiting room. Not only does Frosted Leaf have the hottest strains, but they also offer a rewards program that will help towards your purchases. I would recommend Frosted Leaf to a friend, and I would tell them to look forward to different strains and to knowledgeable help. Check out Frosted Leaf's three Denver locations and download their app today. Third and final segment here, BSN Avalanche Podcast, presented by Total Beverage. Um, Well, AJ, I'm sure it will become more clear the closer we get uh, to draft day, it always does. We'll probably have a pretty good idea by then. Um, but part of the reason you and I were hoping it was going to come up uh, as one or two is because that would have made our lives much, much easier in the summer. Uh, we would have been able to say, uh, if you're second, you take either Hughes or Kakao, whoever didn't go first. And if you fear, if you're first, you take Hughes. That's the end, and that's the only thing that we would have done. But now we are in an area where uh, this draft, every player kind of three to ten, you could make a case for taking um, anywhere in between. So the Avs are at four. Give us just a few of their options if they wanted to go. Actually, here's what we're going to do. Give me their best option if they want to go up the middle, if they want to take a center at number four. Some of their um, for me, top center right now would be Alex Turcott. Um, and kid from the United States National Development Team program. Um, has had a really, really good second half of the year. Is uh, very good, very, very good. Uh, has been described previously uh, as a Nico Heischer, but turbocharged. Hmm. So, not too bad. Yeah, not too bad. Uh, if they're wanting to add some help on the wing uh, at that four spot, one, is there anybody that you would take in that fourth spot? Uh, and two, if there is, who might that be? There's a couple guys that I like for, for the wings. Um, and I will say that the top ten is center heavy. 
So while I mentioned Turcotte, there are three other guys that I could have easily picked there. And you could make strong arguments for, depending on what your preference is. Um, maybe four guys, actually. So, um, But if you're going to go for a wing, top-rated wing right now is Vasily Podkolzin out of Russia. He is Russian winger, uh, playing in Russia. And anybody that goes to his Elite Prospects page will say, hey, those numbers aren't very good. Um, chill. Just be cool about that. Yeah. But they, um, they, uh, my brain just turned off. Uh, Pod Colson, great in international competition, super high uh, motor guy, uh, a mega tryhard, which is kind of kind of goes against the classic Russian mold of uh, enigmatic and and has motor problems. He is not a guy that has any questions about his motor whatsoever. There's no question about the fact that Pod Colson plays at a very frenetic pace, uh, high intensity, high energy guy that gets after it and and uh, and, and plays really hard. Um, is signed for two more years in his KHL deal, um, and and has said that he has said previously he doesn't know why he would bother coming over to North America unless he was coming to the NHL. Um, more or less. That's more or less what he said. Um, basically, I love Russia. I would why why would I want to leave Russia? Um, I would imagine combine interviews, teams are going to get a clearer understanding of what his long-term plan is. Mm-hmm. Um, there, I don't think there's any doubt that he plans to come over to North America. It's just how soon. And if things don't go well, how much of a flight risk will he be? Right. Um, those are going to be questions that will have to get answered before you can use a top five pick on him. Uh, I, I said going into the draft or going into the lottery that the teams that made the most sense for me uh, for taking Pod Colson were the Rangers and the Avs. Uh, with the Rangers at number two overall, that removes them from that equation and kind of puts the onus on Colorado because Chicago has basically no history of taking Russians out of Russia, especially. Uh, and does not have any recent uh, history of any kind of success with Russian players outside of signing Artemi Panarin in free agency. Uh, that one guy, I don't know if that will be enough to satisfy what Russians typically like in terms of they want other Russian guys around. Otherwise, they start to feel a little isolated, and as any of us would, uh, in a different culture, in a different country, away from home. Right. So... Um, I think he's, he's certainly going to be the guy that we're probably going to end up talking about the most. Uh, the guy that I would put there as the wild card to watch as a wing is Matthew Boldy also out of the, uh, U S development program. Um, to me, he looks like a American version of Marion Hosa, uh, good bodied winger, physical, uh, high, a big time goal scorer, very natural goal scorer. Um, extremely good defensively already uh, has been touted by others as a guy who could potentially win a Selkie down the road. And let me just tell you to, to do that as a wing is extremely hard to do. Mm-hmm. Um, that is typically Selkies, you know, are we, we talk about high end two way centers for that kind of thing. Uh, so for, for uh, a winger, a teenage teenager who's playing wing right now to be given that kind of potential uh, future 
really speaks to the maturity he's already shown on that end of the ice. Uh, he's a guy that I think is going to rise up boards as this process goes on uh, because I do think teams are going to value that. Mm-hmm. So, and, and if you want to say, YOLO, we're building a stacked D, we're just going to add to it. Um, who would be the guy there that, that'll be hanging around at four? And then I've got one more question for you on all this. Uh, if you're looking at D, where are you looking? I mean, there's only one defenseman this year that's worth talking about, in my opinion, even in the top 10. Um, Philip Roberg will get plenty of conversation at the bottom of the top 10, especially for teams that just need defense. Um, you know, when you're looking at uh, Anaheim is always big on that. Vancouver certainly could use more defensive help. Edmonton seems like it's constantly seeking uh, defense uh, defensive defensemen that can skate and, and actually handle themselves. So I think we'll hear uh, quite a bit about Broberg sneaking into the bottom half of the top 10. Um, but it's all about Bowen Byram. He's the, he's the number one runaway defenseman in this class. Uh, if Colorado just wanted to say, hey, we've got this top five pick, Byram isn't the best guy on our board, but we're not going to have an opportunity to take the best defenseman in the entire draft uh, for likely a very long time. And they just sack up and they just, they take him right then and there again, he's not the fourth best player in the class, but he is the best defenseman in the class without a doubt. Um, Byram is the only guy that we will be talking about as a conversation of, of, of a defenseman. No other guy is worthy of the conversation in my opinion at, at four. And while lots of things can change in the draft process, and I've been burned saying stuff like this in the past, I'd be very surprised if that conversation shifted drastically as we got closer to the draft that another defenseman rose up and and put themselves in the top five conversation. Last question for you tonight, AJ. If, not if, Chicago has jumped in front of the abs. And similar to a couple of years ago when we were having to talk about, you know, because we know what one and two are going to be, and we felt pretty good about what one and two were going to be a couple of years ago as well. We know what one and two are going to be this year. What do you think Chicago is looking at? Are they going to be taking anyone that you really are going to want, that, that, that you would really like to see fall to the abs? Again, at the time, we really wanted to see uh, Heiskanen fall to the abs, and, and you see him in the NHL this year, and you know, you're know you extremely happy with Kale McCarr, but <laughs> uh, Heiskanen's looking pretty good. Is Chicago going to do the same thing, or what are we kind of expecting out of Chicago? Well, I know a lot of people have already started the Chicago's going to take a defenseman. Uh, and why I'm iffy on that is that Chicago has used um, five picks in the top two rounds in the last three drafts on defensemen. Uh, they have gone huge on goaltenders, or on goaltenders, on defensemen. Um, they took Chad Chris in the second round in 2016, Ian Mitchell in, uh, in the second round in 17, uh, Henry Yoki Hardyu at the end of the first round in 17. They even traded up for him in that one. Um, actually, I think they traded down with Dallas. Anyway, uh, and then last year in the first round, they had two first round picks, eight and 27. They took two defensemen. They took Adam Bokefist and Nicholas Bowden. Uh, so but that's a team that has poured a ton of resources 
into trying to help fix that defense. Now, obviously, none of those are top five picks. Uh, Bulkfuss being the closest at eight, but what do you do from there? Um, I mean, I'm I would let me I would be surprised again because Byram is not even in a top five prospect for a lot of people. Taking him at three just because he's the top defenseman is a bit of a reach. Mm-hmm. Um, this is Chicago is a team that has gone heavy into the U.S. development program. Uh, and the USHL in general um, over the last many, many, many years. They've drafted a ton of guys out of the United States Hockey League. So, And then specifically out of the U.S. national development team. Put that together, and for me, I think that the I think the guy that they're going to target, uh, guy that makes the most sense for me right now is Alex Turcotte. Uh, he's got the pedigree of being the son of a former NHL player, which teams absolutely love. They, they value that so highly. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's had a very, very strong second half of the year. He missed the first half of the year with injury, came back and has been uh, a, nothing short of a dominant player in the second half of the season. Uh, is a guy with good size, uh, good good everything. He's very he's a very good all around center, and um, just fits so much of Chicago's profile that I would say Turcotte, at least right now today. Before we get into all the craziness that's to come, Turcotte is the guy that makes the most sense for Chicago at three, in my mind, uh, kind of opening up the rest of the draft to Colorado. All right. Well, there you go, AJ. Um, like we said, disappointment for sure. Um, definitely a bummer, but uh, it is what it is. It has come and gone. It has been... 500 some odd days in the making uh, and Ottawa gets to breathe just a little bit of a sigh of relief uh, that things did not get any worse for them with that trade. Um, the Matthew Shane trade is almost officially behind us. Mm-hmm. We now know exactly where everything is going to be and the abs can start making their decision on who that final asset is going to be. Um, but I think that's it for tonight. Tomorrow we will come back. We will do a uh, <clears throat> a nice comprehensive preview of, of Avs Flames. What to expect out of that series as we shift our focus to the playoffs. And uh, it's all up from here. Tonight was, was, was one last kick in the gut, but it's all up from here. Um, you know, we hopefully no one's, we're not going to be messing with the draft lottery anymore. And, uh, Whoever goes at the top of the draft in the years to come is going to be irrelevant to the abs, you would hope, uh, as as this is kind of the first step to the future. This weekend, uh, second year going back to the playoffs, Kale McCarr could be joining the abs as early as, uh, as game three. This is all it. Game two. This is it, folks. We're into it. We are, are, are stepping forward. Disappointing night, leaving it behind us. And I either fully believe that or I'm just trying to talk myself off the ledge. For Adrian Dater and AJ Hayfley, I'm Jesse Montano. This is the BSN Avalanche podcast presented by Total Beverage. We will talk to you guys tomorrow. What's left to say? These prayers aren't working anymore. 
performance I've ever seen in my life. Thank you so much. Thank you. No, thank you. We need to do it again. Okay. Why? Well, it's too good. Yeah, this is, this is Deadpool 2, not Titanic. All right, you're at like an 11. We need to get you down to a five, five and a half tops. Just phone it in. Listen, this thing only goes to 11. So beat it, Spider-Man. God, I should have asked NSYNC. <laughs> 